Okay, it's rap pack to my pulse flat. We keep it real, no false rap. I got four cars and they all black. Got four bras and they all that. We call that ballin'. Doing this is my calling. Flow is so appalling. My phone off and she calling. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back into another episode of the Charm City Sports Podcast. I'm your host, of course, Jay Hollihan, and here tonight on this Sunday evening, we'll be talking about the Baltimore Orioles sweeping out the New York Mets. A lot of people had this game on um, three game series, I'm sure, circled on their um, on their calendars. Potentially wanted to go out, or you know, just make sure that they're in front of the TV to watch. Buck Showalter, of course, the former Orioles manager for many years there and a few successful years um, in Baltimore. And they were probably hoping that there would be a little bit more uh, intensity going into this game as the Mets were thought of to be one of the best teams contending in the National League. That, of course, has not been the case this season as... Um, the Orioles swept them in three games and the Mets are about 10 games under 500. So starting off with the first game on Friday, a very, very kind of back and forth game there for a little while, but the Orioles, um, took over. Dean Kramer was on the mound, struggled a little early there, um, Getting through, didn't end up getting the win, left in a no decision. Um, But you know what? James McCann with an excellent game. I mean, he was really solid. Uh, He just, I thought, was excellent. I mean, I know this game had a lot riding on it for him, especially personal reasons, but you know, it, it was cool to see. Um, despite how he's been kind of okay swinging the bat this year, he he really put it together. Um, five RBIs, um, just excellent all the way around. I thought that you know his swing; it was one of the best swings we've seen all season from him. Um, and I think there it was. No doubt that it would be coming. You knew you had a feeling that on a night like in this series, one of these three days he was going to put it together, and he really did a good job. Um, Jordan Westberg saw one go out, which I think is good for him, and um, the offense just cruised, you know, to a 10-3 win. Uh, I thought that was, you know, one of those one of those games where it was kind of like a statement game, right? Like. We let this team kind of come back in, but then the O's took over. And I know a lot of Mets fans took exception to James McCann's comments. And, I mean, you know, of course being a a fan of the Orioles and, you know, following them, obviously you're going to defend your guy here, so I'm just going to give my two cents. I mean, I feel like his – I don't think he had anything – per se against like the fans in general or how he was treated by the New York fans. And I think he just, I I feel like his message to me just showed that, you know, that clubhouse 
isn't very close together. I mean, I feel like you're kind of seeing it this year, right? Like, you know, the, when they've struggled, it just, they haven't been able to put it together. You know, they haven't been able to rally. And I feel like that's kind of, you know, that's what separates the good teams from the bad teams is when you can do that. And I feel like that's something that we've seen this year from the Orioles and in seasons past that, you know, that's something they haven't been able to do. I mean, quite frankly, I think that's something that has been the difference ever since, you know, Adley Rushman's come up is they've been able to do a much better job at keeping, you know, the clubhouse together and, and keeping everyone loose and not so tightly wound and, you know, make sure they're, they're pumping guys up. Um, if they're down and whatever, and and I think James McCann kind of spoke about that in the post game. He said, you know, us vets, we've just kind of come in and just try to keep the messages. You know, we're, you know, keep taking it kind of one game at a time, kind of keeping everything there in front of us. So I think that's, you know, really cool that um that he got to have that you know game for him. Then Saturday it was yet again another, you know, pretty back and forth game. I mean, the O's got the lead early. Gunnar Henderson got the party started. I guess I shouldn't say back and forth, but, you know, they, they started to trade some blows. Um, Jeff McNeil had a homer, and then Arias and Santander both had, um, well, Arias with a double to right, and then Santander with a homer in the fifth, you know, gave him some insurance. McNeil came back with an RBI, and then McKenna and Rutschman. I mean, I feel like Every single week, I feel like all these, every, it feels like every Orioles batter that comes to the plate is going to get an RBI on at least one game because that's just how deep this team is. And it's like, if you answer, they're going to come right back. And again, that's what good teams do. Um, Kyle Gibson, I thought he did a pretty good job on the night, won seven innings, four hits, um, his ERA is down to now four five zero, which is good. I'm glad to see he's putting together a few pretty good starts, and hopefully we can see that kind of continue as we go through, um, as we get into the later months. And you know that's going to be someone you'll be relying on. And then today, a two nothing win, had to scrap it out. It was a pretty close game, um, very close game, as a matter of fact. Jose Quintana really did an excellent job pitching for the Mets. Hats off to him. I mean, you know, if he had some run support, I don't know if Orioles pull out a sweep here uh, today. I think that that's one of those kind of games where you're just saying to yourself, man, you know, we just got the win and got out of Dodge. Um, it was definitely a good day altogether by um, the pitching. Um, Cole Irvin had some had some uh, good pitches in there as well. Had a good inning of work. Um, Shintaro Fujinami had another solid outing. Good for him. Good to see that, you know, out of him, especially because, you know, we've seen him struggle last week in, or this past week in Toronto, I should say. But nice to see he's kind of bounced back from that in his last two outings. And then Felix Bautista was there to shut the down the door. I mean, let the he let the tying run get to the plate and nothing happened. I mean, Felix Bautista, I feel like, and Yanir Cano, even though Cano has kind of struggled a little bit here, I feel like both of them have been one of the, and the offense aside, I feel like they've been the biggest difference, um, you know, from the O's last year to this year, you know, with that bullpen, with having a legitimate closer and a legitimate setup man. Like, I feel like that is the biggest difference. So hats off to them. And the O's win it 2-0 on a four-game win streak. 
So that's obviously great momentum here as we head into the remaining months um, of the season. There are three games up over the Tampa Bay Rays, seven and a half over the Toronto Blue Jays. Really, really putting some good distance um, on other teams. And when you look at it, they've got the best record in the American League, which is huge if you can get that, you know, that that buy there and that, you know, home field um, advantage throughout the throughout the postseason. So coming in is the Houston Astros. Big series on the horizon. Um, first game tomorrow night, nationally televised on TBS. Grayson Rodriguez with a 6.09 ERA. Big start for him. Going up against Framber Valdez, who has a 3.07 ERA. Um, just recently threw that no hitter against the Cleveland Guardians. So obviously he's coming in pretty pretty hot um, heading into this series, and you know they've they've got to put together some patient at bats uh, against Valdez. And hope really, hopefully, we get to see that. Um, so, in Grayson Rodriguez, big test for him. I mean, this is probably—it's a good thing it's at home, but this is probably a very, very um, high atmosphere is going to be high, and this is probably the the. I guess most hype around the game he will have up until this point. Um, so definitely big to uh, get a good outing out of him tomorrow night. And this is the first time all season the Orioles will have faced the Houston Astros. So that's, of course, big in and of itself, facing the defending World Series champions. Um, hopefully they can go out and put together um, some, some good, a, a good three-game stretch. You know, to say the least. So, that's who's on tap for Tuesday. And then Wednesday, it's Jack Flaherty, who has a 4-2-8 ERA. Saw what he could do in his last start. Hopefully, that continues. And he'll be going against Christian Javier, who has a 4-3-9 ERA. So, definitely should be interesting to see... The at-bats the Orioles put together against him. He hasn't been really going deep in a lot of his starts um, recently. So hopefully that's going to be a big night on Wednesday. And then Thursday, Dean Kramer goes. The 4-6-1 ERA. Look, I mean, he did well eventually against the Mets. I mean, you know, he, he did well overall. But his last two outings, he hasn't gone very deep. Um, I'd like to see him do that. Actually, three out of his last five outings, he hasn't gone uh, too deep. And he'll be facing Hunter Brown, who is a 4.07 ERA. Um, young kid. Should be interesting to see what he has and how the Orioles um, go up against him. But this is, again, another huge opportunity here to, uh, to put some more distance between you and the Tampa Bay Rays. You know, I feel like... You're going to be having one eye on the Orioles game, and you're going to be checking your phone on what's going on with the with the Tampa Bay Rays because that is at the this is at the point of the season um, where you really need to start, 
you know, separating yourself a little bit here. And the Orioles have a really good chance um, doing that. I'm not expecting they will. I mean, taking two out of three, I'd be very pleased with. But I mean, I feel like I feel like the Orioles are are a better team than that. We can expect more. Like obviously winning the series big, but you know if they can keep the momentum rolling into that game um, Tuesday night and then Wednesday and Thursday and potentially you know having a chance to sweep there, that'd be huge. Now I don't want to look too far ahead and get too excited, but you know it'd be it'd be really uh, really huge if they could do that. The the thing is about the Astros, they're really clinging on to first place in the AL West. They know what's what's at stake here, what's going on in Texas. This is really the first time in I feel like since the Astros have been, you know, getting getting this run, this 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 playoff postseason run they've had where someone has really been uh close to knocking them off um of the AL West pedestal. So be interesting to see what happens Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. And thanks, everyone, for tuning in here to the Charm City Sports Podcast. We'll be back Thursday night recapping the series as the Orioles will have faced the Houston Astros for three games. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in, and I'll talk to you on Thursday. Right on.